from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Dollar Car Rental Studio. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your money, your work, your mindset, relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, host of the Ken Coleman Show on the Ramsey Network, joined by my colleague, Ramsey personality, Anthony O'Neill, host of The Table with Anthony O'Neill on YouTube and coming soon to podcast. Yes. Big news, so Man. stay tuned for that. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and we are here together. 888 here for you. Hope, clarity, confidence, courage is one phone call away. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Dallas, Texas, where Nicholas is on the line. Nicholas, how can we help? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. So I am in law enforcement, and I've got, excuse me, I've got a medical bill that just hit, uh, depleted pretty much the entirety of my uh, Baby Step 3 savings. Uh, about 5000 bucks went down the drain. And I'm wondering, I've got enough income to feel comfortable building that back up if over some time, my question is, should I take that and just dive into it and take, put off my retirement and current investments, or should I be able to just kind of ease through that? I've got no debt. I'm cash flowing my school right now. Yes. Bottom line. And here's why, uh, Nicholas, is because what I really want you to do is understand if like let's say for an example, an emergency comes up six months from now and you only have $2,000 in a savings account and it, it it's, it, it's 5,000. Then what are you going to do then? You're going to either rob Peter to pay Paul. or You can go back into debt. So what I want you to do right. is pause all of your uh, investments, get aggressive to get that three to six months back up in and running and then get aggressive back in babysit number four, um, and if you don't have any kids, gonna going over to babysit number six. But I was just going ahead and just attack, man. Uh, get, getting this three months back up and running. Are you single, or do you have do you have any family? Uh, I'm single. Yeah, yeah. So your three months is what about five to ten thousand dollars a month? It, it's around uh, six months is around sixty five hundred for me. So boy, you you, you living good. I mean, for six yeah, months, yeah, living 6, in a little suburb is a little bit cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, how long do you think it will take you? If you went aggressive and you went after that, how long would it take you to get uh, this? If, if I stopped going into investments, I could knock this out in probably three months. Uh, oh. Shorter if I work more off duties. Yeah, Nicholas. All right, man. We'll see you in Q2, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, hey, you need to be doing traffic at every church in, yes. in Texas yes. uh, and make up that money quickly. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Thank you for the call, Nicholas. 888-825-5225 is the number. Now let's go north of the border. Alberta, Canada is where Abigail joins us. Abigail, how can we help? Hi, guys. Um, I'm so glad I got through. Um, so my question is, um, should me and my husband start our career business or should he be looking for something with minimum wage just to get us to that point? He just got laid off about three weeks ago. Um, it's the second time this year and we're just trying to figure out the next step to uh, coming back to where we were. <laughs> okay. How much was he making uh, before the two layoffs? Give me a, about an average. Um, I mean, he was about making... Um, Fifty-two hundred a year, a month. Sorry, fifty-two hundred a year. Fifty-two hundred a month. A month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so we'll yeah. call it sixty thousand, just north of sixty thousand a year. And this, did I hear you say courier business? Yes, that's the business we would be starting. Okay, and um, what do you project that that would would bring in from an income revenue? Let's just call it revenue right now. What kind of revenue would that bring in your first three months? Have you projected that? Uh, we haven't gotten that far yet. The only reason we we're wondering if we just should just start it now was just because we have the time and energy or if we should, you know, bank some first before. Well, the, doing well, that. it depends on the answer to this question. Okay. And that is what kind of capital do you need to actually get this business up and going capital outlay to, to spend money, to be able to get this thing up and running? How much? Um, honestly, it would just be the insurance and, so, because we already have the vehicle, we have a minivan, and that was what we were planning to use for our business. Right. So, very little to no money. What's the insurance, yeah, just so little. I know? The insurance, um, I want to say probably around maybe 200 a month. Okay. All right. Now, the next day. big question is, is when he was making 60, now he's making zero, presumably. Can you yeah. guys live off of zero in his category and live off of what you're making? Um, I actually am a stay-at-home wife for now. Okay, so, I so don't have an income. Okay, well then the answer is unequivocally no. I did not. I, I thought you were working. There's no. He needs to be working. Yes. He this this courier business uh, is a side hustle at best right now. So he needs okay. a he needs a day job. Let's call it a day job, which takes care of you all. And if he may he may have to work two day jobs to get up to that five thousand dollars gross a month. Okay, but that's the first thing. Let's get get that taken care of first. When you guys get stable, then we save up the money to slowly ease into this courier thing as a side hustle. So maybe he's doing it 10 to 15 hours, 20 hours a week as an extra job, maybe even a third job, depending on what's realistic. But no, and I would tell you, I know you're a stay-at-home mom, uh, you need to be looking for opportunities, if it's reasonable, to work from home so that you're still there with the kiddos. But if the dream is for you all to eventually launch this and make that your full-time gig, it's going to take time to build that up. But right now, you guys need income, and it sounds like quickly. Am I right? Uh, decently, decently quick enough. Uh, we have about nine months um, in our emergency fund worth. But, yeah, but, yeah. But, but listen to me. I don't want you using your emergency fund to live off of. It's supposed to be for emergencies. So if if he can work two jobs, if he can work with a shovel – if he can drive a car for himself, he can drive it for somebody else. You guys need to bring in income. Do not live off of that emergency fund. Okay. Try not to touch it. Do you have family in the area that can watch the kiddos some? Um, we. Sorry, I actually didn't hear you say kiddos before. We actually don't have any kids. Oh, you don't have kids. You just so, say, oh my gosh, no. sweetheart. Please go get a job or maybe two. You guys get after this and get your income combined up to where he was at, and then we think about the courier business. There's no more discussion on that, Anthony. They both need to be working. Yeah, I have no comment. You're really trying to hold back. But let's clarify this. The emergency fund is not to live off when when you lose your job. The emergency fund is for a, an emergency. emergency. And an emergency fund is, let's say for an example, you lose your job and you're out there hustling, trying to find something, you can't find anything, that's an emergency. But this sounds like just two people who don't want to get out there and just work. You have dreams, but you don't want to get out there and at least go do something minimum wage, but you want to be an entrepreneur. You can't be an entrepreneur no. if you're not willing to put in the work. No. I'm going to be quiet, like I said. Yeah. He can get after it. 
Yeah. Oh, you know, he can get after two jobs. You start the courier business. I mean, start driving people around. Start delivering stuff. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Goodness. Get to work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. We're going to change our mood. Yes. We're going to help some more people. <laughs> it is a free call. 888-825-5225. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. At Tacovas, we believe a great pair of cowboy boots should be comfortable right out of the box. And we believe that your hard-earned dollar should go far, so we only sell direct to you. No retail markups, just amazingly handsome Western boots for men and women. Find your pair at tacovascom slash Ramsey, and for a limited time, use promo code Ramsey to receive a free campfire mug with any purchase over $100. That's a $25 value. Offer valid online only while supplies last. And it ends soon. The Dave Ramsey Show continues from our Ramsey Solutions World Headquarters. Thrilled to have you with us. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Anthony O'Neill, as we take your calls. Uh, I don't know if you uh, folks are like me and I think most of America, but my car hasn't seen much of the road this year because of the just limited travel opportunities. And that means less risk for your insurance company, which means you might pay a lower premium this month. Some car insurance companies have already started giving credits for about 15% of your premium. Now, uh, if you're confident you're paying the lowest price for your coverage, go ahead and take that credit. But if you're not confident, don't settle for a skimpy $70 savings. You may be able to save way more by shopping those rates to see if you could save more. Connect with an endorsed local provider or ELP. It's something you can do from your couch, and it's free to have an agent shop rates for you. Most people who work with an ELP save around $700. And after coronavirus, every penny counts. Never again should you put your insurance on autopilot. You'll have someone shop for you, saving you time and money. Text the word AUTO to 33789. Text AUTO to 33789 to get started now. That's AUTO. 33789 is the number to text that word. 888 is the number. Let's go to San Jose, California now, where Ed joins us. Ed, how can we help? Oh, Ken, as a, thank you for taking my call. So I, I, um, I have a brother and sister who own small business, uh, a couple of small businesses, and obviously they're in the bar industry, and so they've been heavy, really hit really hard with um, you know this pandemic, and they are asking me for some money to kind of you know help them get through um, the, the, this part. To hopefully they can you know when everything opens back up, who knows when, but. I'm just trying to balance of how much I should be giving them, you know, so it kind of like helps them, but doesn't kind of hurt me in, you know, in the long run is kind of like my question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much are they asking for Ed? Well, uh, I think they are trying to raise around a hundred K for what? Well, it's their business are in San Francisco. And so, you know, rent, um, a couple of businesses, um, um, I would. I like I said. I uh, we haven't talked yet in terms. Uh, they expressed they want and they want to sit down and talk, and you know, 
figure out, you know, uh, what they're trying to do in terms of the, the money they need. But I just kind of want to be prepared myself about what I can offer and so forth. Gotcha. What can you offer? Yeah. What kind of money? What's your money uh, well, situation? So um, uh, I think we've been doing okay. Um, um, so pretty good, I guess. Uh, fortunately, me and my wife are working, so we have a combined income of 210k. Uh, we have of uh, total investments around 850k, um, 650 which are in retirement, 200k which are in brokerage and investment accounts. I uh, we have I have 12k personally, and in a rainy day fund we have 20k. Any consumer debt? Uh, <laughs> I kind of went backward. Uh, we, uh, have, we bought a car, uh, we bought a $60,000 car, but we downpaid 30 K on it. So we do have 30 K debt. What you driving a BMW, bro? <laughs> we got ourselves, we're in the Silicon Valley, so we got ourselves a Tesla. So, okay. All right. All right. Here's my rule of thumb when it comes to family members or even friends, when it comes to money. Um, when I assess my financial situation, am I in a place to where it is wise for me to give someone else money if I need it right now? Um, you, you have a lot of money. I'm, I'm, I want you to pay off that Tesla. Okay. I want you to go ahead and pay that off right now. And then from there, you still have a good rainy day fund. You still got some good investments. You still have some good stuff. I would just sit down and sit down with your wife and say, Hey, you know what? Right. Can we do anything? And here's the thing. I wouldn't even sit down with your family members because they're going to try and uh, convince you to give them a lot more to do this, do that. Say, so you know what? Hey, no need. I'm going to give you this. This is all we can do. God bless. You know, and that's what I do with my family. I really don't need the full story of what's going on. If I know you need some help, um, he- here's what I could do. I can give you five thousand uh, dollars. It's not a loan. It's a blessing into you and your family or you and your situation. Boom. I'm not expecting anything back. But if I can't do anything, it's like, hey, I'm sorry. At this present time, I can't do it. And so I think you've got to have a conversation and with your wife and see what you can I, do. I agree with that, Ed, uh, with what Anthony's saying. However, to me, the, the correct question in this situation is not how much can I give them? It's is it wise to give them anything? Um, and I, and I, and I, and I, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to come at this obviously a lot more pragmatically than you can, because you're a family member and I understand you've got a great heart. And I think you're a really good dude, but as Anthony's saying, you and your wife got to sit there and go, this isn't a function of how much can we give? This is in, in, in considering giving them anything. Is it wise? And let me walk through this. It doesn't sound to me like you have a whole lot of information about, what they would do with the money, their businesses are in San Francisco. I've got so many questions that start with, if anybody who had a billion dollars and money was not an object gave them money, would the cash infusion into this situation help them? I think that's what you've got to get an answer to. Do you have any clue if any cash is going to actually get them to a place where they can succeed, or would it just prolong what is looking like a death by shutdown type situation. Am I on right. this or am I off? Oh, so um, just so you know that the businesses were doing very well, um, you know, and so they were very financially stable. But like I said, uh, because of this, they have to close down one of them. And so they have to continue paying rent. And, you know, and and so uh, the thing is, um, it's it's a loan, but like I said, but if the business, you know, ends up, you know, it lasts, the pandemic lasts another year or so, you know, uh, they might have to, you know, close for good. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I want to help. It's just kind of like yes, but, how much. Yes, but, yeah. but again, here's what I'm going to say. You're a smart guy, and I know you want to help. But you have to ask, can you actually help? Yeah. Because, listen, you can't. I think it's way too risky. I would not do it. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it at that. I wouldn't do it uh, because I, you don't know what the, what the San Francisco uh, local officials, you don't know what the governor of California is going to do. You don't know if this vaccine is going to work. You don't know how people are going to treat this thing. I just think there's too many unknowns here. And I understand that the businesses were successful. But I, what the, the earlier point that I made holds. You are giving them a prospective Band-Aid, and I think they got to get creative. It's their deal. They're going to have to figure it out. It stinks. I hate it for them. It actually makes me angry because they, their businesses have been artificially killed. The, the, this is not an act of consumers, Anthony, deciding to no longer do this or their business mm. being outdated. This is a government suppression and I understand why, and I'm not making the case that it shouldn't be done. I'm just simply saying their businesses are being artificially shut down. And I think they've got to look at all other means. But you, uh, you're not, I mean, you're doing well, but I don't think you're in a position to give a, a six-figure loan. I don't think so. I yeah, wouldn't do it. Definitely. I mean, no loan, period. $1,000 loan. Yeah. Um, if you decide to do anything, if you don't listen to us and you, and you decide to do anything, it's a give. You you giving it to him. But them. here's the deal, Anthony. Multiple. Listen, if he's got multiple, they're talking about multiple businesses in San Francisco where that's one of the highest rents in the nation. Yes, yes. You're gonna run through that money quick, so fast. Right. I think he's got to sit down and go. If they did ask me for a hundred grand, I've got to be able to say how far does a hundred grand go? Yeah. If it's rent and maybe some other things, how quickly does that run out? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. If you live in California right now and you operate a business in California where they just told you. In Los Angeles today, the mayor said, you can't even ride a scooter, you can't walk, no unnecessary walking. I'm not making this up, folks. Yeah. How do you assume that in April, May, June that it's much better? I just don't know that you can't. I think it's a terrible idea. I wouldn't do it. you got to look at your long-term future. I just, ugh. <laughs> I, I think it's so dangerous. And I understand it's family, yeah. and I understand that makes it really, really hard you got to look out for you. And if you can't truly solve it, then you're just throwing money at, away. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Have I been clear on that? No, you haven't, but thank you for being clear. Thank you. <laughs> Don't move. Anthony O'Neill, Ken Coleman, sitting in here on the Day Ramsey Show. Coming right back. Yes, folks, mortgage rates are really low. And while that's great news, watch out for mortgage lenders with a slick pitch claiming they have the lowest rates. Those deals often come with bad advice and hidden fees. Instead, I want you to call Churchill Mortgage to buy a new home or refinance because they think like I do. Call today, 888-LOAN-200 or churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory. Lane Suite 100, Brentwood, Tennessee 37027.
Welcome back to the Dave Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague Anthony O'Neill as we take you through this hour of the Dave Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225, talking about your life, your money, your work. We're here for you, 888-825-5225. It is, Anthony, uh, the most wonderful time of the year. I love it, I love it, I love it. And uh, as we do, it seems like every year we do some amazing giveaways at DaveRamsey.com. Our Christmas giveaway is some extra cash, and everybody can use some extra cash. You can enter our Ramsey Christmas giveaway daily to increase your chances of winning our last $500 cash prize or our $5,000 grand prize. Enter at DaveRamsey.com slash giveaway. Plus, you could save up to 83% off on gifts for your family and friends during our biggest week-long Cyber Monday sale. That means you can shop our best-selling audiobooks and ebooks starting at only $8. You can get audiobooks like Anthony's number one bestseller, Debt-Free Degree, or, if I don't mind saying, my number one bestseller, The Proximity <laughs> Principle, for just $8. Did you approve $8? I did not. That's pretty uh, low. I feel uh, like i got to talk to somebody about that. Nah, I'm going to email Dave here in a minute. All right, all right. You do that. See how that goes, and I'll, right I'll follow up depending on how he responds. <laughs> hey, uh, we also want to keep on giving, so we're including a free financial coaching call with every order which is an incredible deal. Any of those resources, then you get a free financial coaching call. My goodness. So enter to win some cash and save some money on your Christmas shopping today at DaveRamsey.com slash giveaway. That's DaveRamsey.com slash giveaway. No purchase necessary, and you can enter daily to increase your chances. 888-825-5225. Dayton, Ohio is where we go now. Brian is there. Brian, how can we help? Hi, guys. How's it going? We are living the dream. Uh, What's going on? Awesome. Uh, i got a quick question for you. So me and my wife are completely debt-free. We have a fully funded emergency fund, and we are looking at buying a house next year. Um, so we're going to be saving for a down payment. We're going to put 50% down wow. and uh, do, do our 15-year uh, mortgage, you know, like, like Dave recommends and everything. Now, I really want to hit this hard and be able to save every last little penny that we can for this down payment. So my question is, should we also be investing that 15% uh, into retirement while we're trying to save the down payment or just put that on hold? How old are you, Brian? I'm 33. My wife is 35. Yeah, man. Right now, timing is of the essence. So if you were in, if you were in your young 20s, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, but right now with you in your thirties, how long would it take you to get to that 50%? Uh, about another year, a full year, 12 months. And that's a lot of time. Yeah. I would say, let me ask you the other question where you're living at right now. It's not hurting you, right? Like, it's not like we have to be out within the next 12 months. It's a, we desire to be out within the next 12 months. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say I would stick to aggressively going towards that 50%, but do not stop the 15%. Now, if you were trying to get to okay. your 10 to 20%, I would say that's okay to stop. But because you're over and beyond, um, I would say keep aggressively going after that. 
And if you want to put down 50%, instead of moving out next year in 2021, maybe move out in the spring or the uh, summer of 2022, and you can accomplish both things. But right now, compound interest is your and I best friend. I'm 36. And so I don't want you to stop that magic from working on your behalf just so you can get into a house just 12 months earlier. So I would say do, the both, do both of them, man. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and Brian, here's the other thing. You know, you got a really aggressive goal of a 50% down payment. You don't have to do that. That's a desire. But don't sacrifice your future on the altar of the immediate. And that's you trying to get that 50%, which is a number that's really impressive. But it's not – Dave doesn't – you know, he doesn't recommend that. If you want to pay cash for the house, great. But the point is is that uh, there's some great houses out there. Uh, don't let that burn a hole in your pocket and feel like that's what you got to do. I think AO is absolutely right. You guys are in great shape, and you're going to thank him for that advice years and years from now. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Dallas, Texas now, where Elizabeth is on the line. Elizabeth, how can we help? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, we're having a blast. What's going on with you? So we're going to be debt-free this month. Yay! That's awesome. How much are you paying off? we're really excited. It'll be $37,000, and we started Valentine's Day weekend of this year. Wow. That's some serious, serious progress. Way to go. I like it. Yeah, we're very excited, but I guess part of my question is that we, um, it's also going to be our first wedding anniversary within a, a week of our payoff date okay, and it's the holidays. And so with this new normal, we're just trying to think of ways to celebrate well, because it it's a big deal and we want to make it a big deal in our family. And yes. Um, so what's your question? I'm looking for suggestions, gentlemen. <laughs> suggestions on what, how to celebrate? Yeah, how to celebrate well with, you know, not doing anything too large where we're making something foolish or... Oh, come on. Um, oh, come on now. You with, have been so disciplined and so amazing. Now, this, AO, this is a fun thing. So let's have... We like to celebrate. Both oh, AO, yeah. and I, AO and I like to celebrate. So what's the... <laughs> let's be realistic. Okay, what's a number? Because you're not going to do anything foolish just by the fact that you called us. So what is a number now that you're debt-free that uh, you think is a reasonable number that doesn't make you feel a little too sick. Give me a financial number, just off the top of your head. You're not. I'm not holding you to this. Like to spend on a celebration of some kind. Yes. The the, the frugal person needs like fifty dollars, but I feel like that isn't come on enough. Give me the well. give me the non frugal party party animal number, which I don't even know that exists inside of you. After that answer. <laughs> come on what's a big number like 200 i think would be because we didn't take a honeymoon or anything either all right you know what all right hold on elizabeth i'm gonna have some fun here we gotta do this quick okay we got a couple minutes okay what are your what's your combined household income we make um about 80 grand a year goodness gracious what's your take home roughly uh no that's about 80 oh your take home Yes, so I, I'm a special education teacher, and he works in occupational therapy. Great. What's the biggest um, line item? What's the biggest line item in your budget right now, every month? Other than rent, <laughs> for food, of course, food. What is your rent? Thirteen hundred or thirteen hundred dollars? No, that doesn't make sense. One three zero zero thirteen. Yeah. 
So after, so you've already paid off the debt, or you're about ready to. You're about ready to make the last payment. So I think you need to be We're spending. We're about to make the last payment. Okay, listen. I think it needs to be in the. I think it needs to be in the two thousand range. Just like really celebrate. I mean, a big trip. That's what I think. They've got it. Ah, uh, well, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have that or not, Elizabeth? <laughs> not what? Wait. Do you have three months in your emergency fund, Elizabeth? No. No, not yet. Yeah. So that's we're, why I would say like maybe step two. Yeah. So I would say I get the celebration of your honeymoon, but before you drop two grand, I want you to get you know at least three months into your savings account. So I would say right around five hundred bucks is a good thing to do. And it's not saying I get what Ken is saying. Y'all no, are celebrating. To be a, clear, I'm sorry, I missed. That yeah. they wanted to spend it right away. I yeah. thought this is after you get that emergency fund, and you're going to really, really celebrate. Right. So I should stipulate, but I think this is a nice trip. Yeah, I think it's, you've never had a honeymoon. Yeah. You've worked really hard. Yeah. I just think two grand is not that much given their income. But but thank well, you for Ken, clarifying. We will be done with baby step three in about March. Then there you then go. Then that's when I do that. I I'm talking like a nice trip, and I'm talking about like two, three grand. <laughs> okay, so now we're on, now we're on the same page. Yeah, because you're cash flowing this. Yes, that's all to be. I mean, that's all assumed here because you're celebrating not only just a marriage, your anniversary, but getting out of debt, having a yeah. fully funded emergency yeah. fund. Yo, go enjoy. Come yourself. on, five hundred, two hundred bucks. She said fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I don't like, even know what you. You can barely go to a restaurant for fifty. Listen, bucks. can't be my wife. Oh, watch out. <laughs> I love spending other people's money on vacation, especially people that are debt-free. This is a fun exercise. I'd like to have a whole segment where we come up with vacation ideas. That'd be very fun. All right, hey, don't go anywhere. The Dave Ramsey Show continues right after this break. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague Anthony O'Neill, and we are here for you taking your calls, 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from John 20, verse 29. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Our quote of the day comes from our friend Seth Godin. The secret of leadership is simple. Do what you believe in. Paint a picture of the future. Go there. People will follow. 888 is the number. Let's go to Toronto, Canada. Esther joins us there. Esther, how can we help? Uh, hi, Ken. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm excited um, to talk I... to you. <laughs> awesome. So I am still working my baby steps. I do have money set aside. Uh, but I'm kind of afraid to pay off my debt because I'm looking to change careers. Mm-hmm. Um, I am underutilized at my job, mm-hmm. and I would like to go into sales. My problem is I'm 56, and it's been really hard for me to um, break into sales. I have a lot of experience in different parts of the sales uh, uh, field, some inside sales, some marketing with sales. Um, when you say you've had a hard time breaking into sales, be specific. Does that mean you've applied for multiple sales jobs and you're not getting any yeah. bites? Right. Yeah. Well, how are you applying? Are you just applying online, cold, or are you online? 
Yeah, online. I've had some interviews um, and not getting anywhere. Okay. Well, let me let me free your soul a little bit here because you applying just kind of online with no real connections and just kind of putting yourself out there and then getting into the interview process, you know, you should not be discouraged by that. You know, it's a competitive world and, and in sales like that. And I do think that some people may judge you because of your age. I don't think that everybody mm-hmm. will, but here's how you get around that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to my program enough to ever hear me talk about the proximity principle, which says in order to do what Esther wants to do, she's got to be around people that are doing it and in places where it, let's call it sales, is happening. I ended up writing a book about it, the number one bestseller of the proximity principle. I'm going to give it to you when this phone call is done. But here's how this actually works. So you're in Toronto, Canada, major international city. Mm-hmm. You've got to start focusing on companies that have a product or service that you get excited about selling. Now, when I say that, a couple things probably pop to mind, yes or no? Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely, because my background is actually in uh, manufacturing, Great. Uh, specifically food, and, you know, everyone's got to eat. There so you go. That's an industry that's been doing very well. Absolutely. I have... Um, I want where I would like to be is an outside sales. Okay, great. Um, so here's what I want you to do. So yeah, you start identifying okay. some outside sales roles that you are intrigued mm-hmm. by and that you would like to at least kick the tires on and go do the homework on the company, learn a little bit about the uh, job itself, whatever they've published online. Then I want you to step back and go, okay, who do I know that works at that company? Do I know anybody, whether it's an acquaintance or a very close personal friend, that works at company XYZ? If the answer is no, then the next question is, who do I know that knows somebody that works in that building? When you begin to establish that connection, and you eventually can get there, okay? And I'll give you an option of what happens if you don't have that. But you keep mm-hmm. turning over rocks until you find a connection who can vouch for you. And we'll say, hey, let me tell you about Esther. She's fantastic. She's great. And if you work at it long enough, you're going to have to be patient. So I'm not selling a quick fix here, Esther. But if you're patient, you begin that process and you get around other people that are successful in sales and that are not connected to these companies you're interested in, eventually it all kinds of it all kind of comes around. But you need to be talking to people who are successful in sales building relationships with them, telling them, hey, you want to make the crossover, you've done inside sales, you've done all these other things that are of a support ancillary type nature around sales. And so you've got the skill set and you've got the experience, but you've got to get around people who are going, oh, Esther wants to move into this. I've got my ear to the ground and then opportunities come to you, but you've got to talk it up. And I'm going to give you the book, which I want you to read and I want you to do exactly what I tell you to do in each chapter. I've got homework assignments. That's re- it's really, really clear what to do. Okay. But that's what you need to do there. Now, Anthony, I'm going to pull Anthony in because you're currently employed, correct? Yeah. I work okay. from home. Okay. So. I'm going to bring Anthony in because on the baby steps, you're kind of going, I don't know, because I want to transition. You're not going to leap off of a giant diving board into the abyss. You're not going to leave what you're doing now until you've got an offer, a signed contract to go into sales, and you've you've figured out what you're going to make, what the commission opportunities are. You're not going to do anything willy-nilly, okay, as we like to say. So. Anthony, talk to her about the baby steps and what yeah. she needs to be doing there. So catch us up on where you are in the baby steps, and Anthony's going to jump in. Yeah. Where okay. are you at, where are so, you at Esther? Um, I'm probably baby step two. I'm still paying off my debt. How much debt are you paying off? 
I have a line of credit of almost 14000 Okay. And is that the only debt you have currently? Yes. Oh, plus my, my mortgage and my house. Okay. I'm not worried about the mortgage right now. We're just focusing on the yes. consumer debt. All right. And mm-hmm. what's your what's your uh, income coming in right now? Gross. Uh, it is, well, I can tell you what it is biweekly. It's yeah. uh, 13 oh, 10 Thirteen ten, so you're looking at about twenty six twenty. All right, um, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. I'm I mean, not, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not making a lot of money, which is why I'm trying to get out of uh, move into a career where I can make money. Right, uh, which I totally understand, and I agree that you should um, following Ken's principles. But let's just make sure that we at least keep the foundation of your finances at a good place. And so while you're transitioning using Ken's method and Ken's teaching, I want to highly recommend that you read this book. We need to go ahead and attack this debt. Okay. And we need to keep this income coming in until we can have a guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, income coming in. That is more than twenty, $2,600 a month. That means Esther, if you're selling things, that means if you're working a part-time job, another part-time job from home, something something like that, uh, that's all helping you get forward. But here's here's why I had Anthony come in here to understand this, that you're never going to put yourself in a position here where you would have to stop working the baby steps. When you get the sales job, you're going to make more money, yes. more money than you've ever made before, and then you'll be able to pay it off faster. But at 56, don't limit yourself because of your age. Your relationships are what limit you. Relationships are the currency to progress. And if you really work it, you can get a great sales job and do very, very well. But I would not pause your baby steps. I would not pause it because, again, I want to encourage you, even though you don't make a a huge amount of money, $14,000 is not a huge amount of debt to pay off. And all of a sudden, you're debt-free, new career, and now you're working on paying off that house, and you're a very wealthy lady. So uh, hang on the line. We're going to do two things, Kelly. Let's do this. Uh, let's give her proximity principle. the proximity principle so she can figure out how to get that better job and that bigger shovel. Yes. And then let's also give her the option of uh, total money makeover. If she's already got it, then let's uh, you know what to do best there. Kelly, you've been around a long time. So let's help her with whatever she needs to get through those baby steps. Maybe it's Ramsey Plus is the right fit for her there. So either way, that's our gift to you because we love giving away Dave's stuff. Absolutely. It's not our money. It's his money. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. No, it, no, no, you're not. It's actually his. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you know, that, his, she needs to be encouraged. She can still move through the baby stuff. She still can. And I get... I get a little frustrated when I hear people say, well, I want to pause so I can transition. Well, let's talk about because if you pause, when you transition, you come back to a a mess that you could have actually cleared up before you transitioned. And so um, I I would encourage everyone listening right now, um, no matter where you are, I want you to really, really focus on transitioning, transitioning in a healthy way creating a solid and you do that by creating a solid foundation wherever you are yeah really good stuff hey it's always fun to be with you my friend ken coleman man i need to come on your show and do this come on let's go we'll do it y'all heard it here america he said i can come i need to talk to your people (laughs) see if we can make that happen you're a busy guy hey i want to thank our producer james childs our associate producer kelly daniel but most of all we want to thank you america for listening this is your show this is the dave ramsey show
Hey, it's Kelly, associate producer and phone screener for the Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but if you heard about an event, product, or service and didn't have a chance to write it down, don't worry. We list everything you've heard about during this episode in the podcast show notes section or head over to DaveRamsey.com and click Dave Recommends. Thanks for listening. Money isn't the only thing we talk about around here. Get life-changing advice on your career from my good friend and career expert, Ken Coleman, on The Ken Coleman Show. According to a recent Gallup poll, nearly 70% of Americans are disengaged at work. If you dread going into work every Monday morning and you're just trying to make it to the weekend, The Ken Coleman Show is for you. Everyone has a sweet spot. Your sweet spot is at the intersection of your greatest talent and greatest passion. We will help you discover what it is you were born to do, and then we'll help you create a plan to make your dream job a reality. You matter, and you have what it takes. Join the conversation on The Ken Coleman Show. Hear more from the Ramsey Network, including The Ken Coleman Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.